Welcome to Harvest Beyond Sunday, a podcast that seeks to equip and inform the members of Harvest Church. Well, hey, welcome back. My name's Jamie. I get to serve as a pastor and elder here at Harvest Church and joined this week by our women's minister, Sonia Watkins. Sonia, good morning. Good morning, Jamie. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Excited about not only talking to you today, uh, we've already talked to Pace recently and gotten to know him a little bit better and a vision for our student ministry, but excited about this podcast because hopefully it's going to help people catch a bigger vision of how to uh, walk with Christ and and make disciples and be gospel-driven well beyond just our corporate gathering on Sunday morning. Absolutely. Okay, so starting with you, uh, just a little bit of personal background. Where'd you grow up? How'd you come to faith? Family? Okay, I'm a native Memphian, been here all my life, and, uh, you know, accepted Christ in seventh grade, and a uh, little uh, church in Oak Haven area, and didn't really think that was a real hard decision to make between heaven and hell. That was kind of a no-brainer for me, but mm-hmm. as the years go on and as the world takes you, realize there was a whole lot more to that, and really came to trust the Lord and have Him uh, be king of my life was uh, in my mid-30s and just really met him in my living room one Sunday afternoon and life has been forever changed. Okay so what that obviously probably or maybe it did happen as suddenly as you just said it but what did somebody bring you to that did God stir your heart towards that how did your even being in that environment come to to pass? uh, That that's really easy Uh, my sin and rebellion uh, had brought me to a place where uh, I couldn't could only turn to Jesus. That was the only answer. Whatever those details are, while they were probably were hard and painful, you look at it now, and I'm sure you're grateful that God was gracious enough to give you whatever it took to bring you to that point. No doubt, um, He never gave up, um, and the the gift and the whole um, hard time is that. I use that probably on an everyday basis in our women's ministry. So, uh, which which is something that I've noticed, at least heard you talk about. It's it, a lot of time our pain, our sin, our own rebellion. Uh, if God gets a hold of us, actually winds up being this kind of uh, a library of wisdom uh, for ministry. Absolutely. And you find that at play here. Oh, I do. Um, You know, I think, uh, and that's my uh, wish for women's ministry here, as we we quit walking around each other Mm. and pretending that this is not who we are or who we have been, um, but that we uh, are transparent and open and we use this. There's a lot of people out there that need to know something about our story because they need to live that out in their own life. And it's a good reminder, too, even in discipleship, it's really hard to engage in disciple-making in a meaningful way if you've got a little bit of a governor controlling how much of yourself you're willing to give over to somebody. Very much so, and I just uh, feel that, um, as God always promises, He uses all things for good, and um, I would never want to go back to those hard rebellious days but i am grateful that some good is coming out of it yeah amen uh so um i'm not a woman my beautiful really? wife is yeah really? i mean it's 2019 you can be whatever you want to be but i'm not <laughs> not uh, here no, yeah 
<clears throat> what are some challenges, uh, and maybe even just start in your own life stage, uh, uh, so uh, or challenges for ladies trying to really walk with God and battle against you know, even this Southern uh, culture that we find ourselves in in Memphis? What are the what are the key distractions? What are the temptations? What are the things that kind of pull people away from Christ, in your opinion? I think that's a very easy answer for me right now. 17% of all Christians have a biblical worldview. So most Christians have a secular worldview, meaning that every time they're getting ready to make a decision or live life, they're doing it as the world dictates that. Mm -hmm. And we don't go to the Bible when we're trying to find out who we are, even as as women, as mothers, as co-laborers in the gospel in the church, we don't know our identity. We don't know our role. Um, the world uh, really wants to tell us this whole submission thing is 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 outdated, and um, just even spending time in Genesis one three three tells tells us all of everything that we we need to know as it relates to us um, in biblical womanhood. Mm. Now, you know, you didn't beat down our door kind of asking to be in this position. Uh, So when we were kind of talking to you and approaching you with this, what got you excited or maybe even scared you a little bit about kind of overseeing this branch of ministry at Harvest? Well, if I, it was the question, what is the saying? If you know, if you knew now what you knew then, that might have changed things. Might have said no. (laughs) Uh, No, I tell you, I saw uh, what several of our ladies had already built here. Um, So many valuable, godly women um, that had already built such a solid foundation in our Bible study. Uh, I just thought that it could go to another level. Hmm. And as I started wading through some of the things and started talking to different um, populations of our women, they all said the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that was, they were really craving leadership as far as just, they just wanted a, uh, they they didn't say quarterback because that would be what you would use, but (laughs) they just wanted someone to... um, bring us all together and tell us the direction Mm -hmm. that we're going to go to as far as being women. And I call it women in ministry, not so much women's ministry, but women in ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to die to myself a little bit because I used to be the acting women's minister at Harvest Church. I don't think you have to abdicate that. Yeah, no, it's yours. We'll we'll, uh, share it. No. Um, Okay, so you just mentioned something uh, and then even I think when I came to Harvest, uh, Lori Brennan and Suzanne Wukosh, probably two of the women you were just thinking about when you mentioned who had laid a foundation, were kind of overseeing women's Bible study. And then Lori was a real big advocate um, uh, in in your taking over that role. And you ran it last year, oversaw it, and we're moving into a new women's Bible study this year. What, uh, what are you, uh, content-wise, what's going to be driving the content, what excites you about it? And then even if you could unpack even logistically, when's it going to launch, when's it's going to meet, and and what gets you excited about it? Okay. Well, I think first and foremost, what I would want our listeners to know is that it's an umbrella of women's ministry. 
uh, first and foremost, that it's not just Bible study, but that we would have several on-ramps for people to get plugged in. As I mentioned before, everyone kind of had said the same thing. They were just looking for a point person, but they just wanted to get together. They Mm. don't, it's hard to get plugged into a big church. Mm. And we all walk around not really knowing where we fit in. And so that is what the intention is, is to launch this year with a women's ministry as an as a, uh, overarching um, piece and women's Bible study being one of those pieces. Yeah. And so uh, as I referenced before in biblical womanhood, that's what we're going to be teaching starting uh the Tuesday right after uh, Labor Day is Biblical Womanhood. And that'll be uh, 10 weeks? I think eight. Eight weeks mm-hmm. in Biblical Womanhood. I think so. And uh, again, it's a good time to, to stay, just as new people are coming into the church or getting involved in women's Bible study, it's actually never been our goal to have you know, the greatest Bible study in the city of Memphis. That's right. But it is an, uh, we hope it's an on-ramp to disciple-making relationships. That is right. And, and and I think it's done that to some degree. I think we have. But certainly excited about uh, moving forward in that. So if, if, if a lady's never been a part of it and wants to get into women's Bible study as one of the components of women's ministry, what's the best way to do that? Well, we're going to um, have a kickoff event uh, just to... Um, kind of preview our calendar for the rest of the year. Mm. So that would be a great way to uh, just come and worship and uh, just get to know everybody, meet other sisters in Christ, even maybe uh, invite an unchurched friend. And um, then from that, you're going to hear from uh, the stage on Sundays uh, how you can register for Women's Bible Study. You can look on the website, and it'll be in our bulletin as well. And, and you mentioned Sundays. Uh, just just so you know, the women in our body know, we're, we are actively trying to provide more opportunities for women to be able to, to pray with other women on Sundays mornings during the response time. We know a lot of times that can be guy heavy. And so just, just, uh, just know and, and stay aware and stay vigilant as we try, as even elders, to think through how do we best love the ladies of our church and, and certainly make sure that you know that you're heard and cared for and, and you come out of this position and being a point person over that we think's a big step in that direction um, now you mentioned women's Bible study is one component of women's ministry what are the other components that you're looking forward to this year so I mentioned our kickoff event I'm really excited about that because that is just going to be a time for us all to get together and um and then we have talked about women's Bible study. We have even uh, talked about planning an event that's um, sometime in October that is a unity and dignity mm. uh, racial reconciliation piece. Uh, that seemed to be another heartbeat of our women. Mm. Uh, we can talk all day long about being diverse, mm. but until we all come together and hear one another's struggles and just have an opportunity to to hear uh, the hearts and the um, just the thoughts and the desires of, of all women in our church, then that's all it is is talking. Mm. And then we'd roll into... Um, getting ready for our fall retreat, or excuse me, our spring retreat, which will fall. be, in, yeah, it used to be, right. uh, that has moved. So that will be in April of next year. And that's good. Just make sure that 
Everybody did hear that. That what it was normally a fall retreat is a spring retreat. Mm-hmm. Still at the country place, so not far away. Right. Right. And if I could say one thing about what you had just mentioned, you know, I get the privilege of sitting in on staff meetings and uh, pastoral. Uh, I get time with you guys as pastors. I I know that you guys love the women of our church. I know that you care uh, how they feel and they want to be heard. I get to experience that. But I think it's so great that we're actually um truly that they are getting to hear that from our pastoral staff, that they are listened and cared for and treasured. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, if anything, have you either been particularly surprised by over the past year of starting operating this role or particularly encouraged by as you've, I know you meet with a lot of women. I do. And uh, we do have a lot of women faithfully making disciples. We do. In our body. But we have a lot of women who they're either in difficult marriages or difficult parenting situations or, you know, whatever. There's a litany of struggles that are out there. But has there been anything that you go, I didn't realize this was as prevalent of an issue uh, before meeting with more and more women? And then what have you been really encouraged by? I'm going to go ahead and start with the encouragement piece first. I'm so encouraged. I get phone calls every day from women that says, hey, I'm hearing what you guys are doing, and I'm so happy we're doing it. What can I do to help? Mm -hmm. That is such an encouragement. You know, in ministry, sometimes we always don't get that phone call that says, we're just, we're just glad you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes we just, we get other, (laughs) sometimes we get a lot of um, advice, (laughs) but uh, that does my, that, that just gives me gas in my tank. When Mm -hmm. someone says, I am praying for you and I am want to be a part. Give me something to do. That is a huge encouragement piece. I think uh, what I have learned um, being in this position is um, we're hurting as a body. Hmm. Uh, We are struggling with uh, so many um, just painful things uh, when it comes to whether it is marriage, whether it's uh, our children, our grandchildren, our uh, illnesses. And um, the body of Christ needs a lot of uh, people to come alongside and, and walk with them because we're all going to be there one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we need help walking through these times. Mm-hmm. Sonia, what uh, – so I know, uh, you know, I know you love Rudy. I've got uh-huh. a great marriage. Um, how do you – When he doesn't leave his towel on the floor, that's, when the, he that's my leave his only – Yeah, floor. that's my only thing. Well, he's yeah. going to listen to that. He's, uh, he's probably already heard that several times. Uh, yeah, today. It can be, it can be a challenge sometimes to feel like. Let's just hypothetically, you and you and Rudy were to just get a little bit off, mm-hmm. right? No, it probably doesn't ever happen. But mm-hmm. just hypothetically, uh, it's still hard to kind of do relational ministry if things aren't always right at home. It is. What is your encouragement or comments to ladies that maybe they're feeling that? Maybe they're feeling, gosh, my home just keeps feeling like it's getting out of rhythm i don't need to plug in or try and do anything with the women's ministry till i can get this figured out now obviously there are degrees in which if it's really headed off the rails we we want you only focused on your family but to the more so just the daily ins and outs of you know we all are are sinful and get selfish at times uh, uh, what would be your encouragement or advice to ladies that may think i'm not even qual you know i'm not even qualified to do this 
Yeah. Well, as everyone tells me, uh, just join the club. We're all in over our head. I didn't realize that, but Mm. yeah, we're all in over our head. I don't think we're ever going to feel qualified. You know, I think the one thing that, uh, that my, that Rudy, I mean, he was probably my greatest teacher in this is that he never brings his work home. Mm. We never sit at night and have him, um, we will talk about his day. And I love to know what's going on, but we don't get in the in the minutia of this deal went bad or this didn't happen or this did. That mm. is left at the office. Mm. And when um, we're together, it we we really try to focus on um, it just being our time and not being such a um, a work time. And uh, in fact, I was telling someone. Earlier, uh, the greatest marriage advice I ever had a couple of years ago was you always have a date night that is a date, and mm. you don't talk about the business of the marriage, the business of the house, anything of that matter. You're dating. You go back to uh, what worked mm. when. Mm. And then you have a business meeting one night a week, and then that is when you can talk about all the things that need to be talked talked about. But don't mess up your date night because you're talking about talking all the business. other stuff. Yeah, so I think that uh, he really uh, was was just a good teacher mm. for me early on, that he just never brought that in. And it's hard for me because my mind keeps going, and um, you want to love people well, but uh, I can't love people well if uh, – if I'm not, if I'm not well myself. That's right. That's right. Do you find that a commonality with, uh, with, with, with ladies that you minister to that, uh, maybe over-involvement in other arenas of life? And so involvement in church or involvement in discipleship maybe takes a back seat at times. And if so, what, what drives that? You know, ministry can never, um, be, uh, what you use to make something else work better in your life. Mm. You know, a, a, it can't be an idol. Mm. And uh, w- even if it's a good thing, we can take all these good things and make them idols in our life. So um, ministry for me cannot fill in the holes and the gaps in my heart. Um, God's the only person that can do that. Mm. All right, so if people want to contact you, if people want to contact uh, somebody sitting out there and saying, well, I want to get discipled. I want to disciple somebody. I've got this issue going on right now, and uh, I'd really rather talk to a woman about it. What, what's logistically, how do they make that happen? I think uh, first and foremost, they give me an email at uh, Sonia at HarvestMemphis.org, S-O-N-I-A. And um, besides that, gosh, we'd love to see you at our um, kickoff event in August. Um, and that's going to be, we're going to have an opportunity and, and time to where women just network with each other, get to know Mm. each other, find out who are disciplers and who want to be discipled. Mm, That's great. And, and like I'll say, just on a personal side, I have, I made a joke earlier about being the women's ministry, whatever. I, I do have pastoral oversight over it, but, uh, I've gotten to know some of the women's Bible study leaders. Mm hmm. I've kind of seen it under Lori's leadership and your leadership, both both which were fantastic. And I would exhort our ladies, if at all possible. Now, look, sometimes life stage, I get it, gets in the way. We've got really good small group leaders. We do. I know you're excited about them. Yes, and and if and if people don't know that, we go quite we go through quite the process 
um, we all are elder approved. So it's not just um, mm-hmm. something that we someone has just put together. There has been a lot of thought and um, buy-in uh, from all from all of our leadership. That's right. And uh, with the Bible study, Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings. Right. Is that correct? That's correct. And uh, would you advise one of those over another, depending on a life stage, or are they pretty evenly split? I think they're evenly split. I think if you're a nighttime person, come to Tuesday night. But, you know, if, if that's not you, then Wednesday morning. And, of course, Wednesday morning is always child care. Yep. Um, and, and then I would just like for women to know, too, you know, I know we all uh, have probably uh, got our own group of women that we have maybe done Bible study with for years or there's a lot of different ways to do this. There's a lot of great tools out there. Um, but I know for me, my uh, church membership changed whenever I s- decided to get involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't just walking in the door, sitting in my s- seat, listening to a sermon and walking out. Mm-hmm. Now when I uh, come in, um, I'm going to hug 20 or 30 people uh, because we prayed together. Mm-hmm. We've um, cried together. We've been in study together. We've seen God work. And it just um, enhanced my worship experience on Sunday because I do have true community because we are involved with each other. And so I would just say that if that's how you feel, like if you're having trouble getting plugged in or you don't feel connected, then maybe it's time to, to try out one of our studies. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, last question, then we'll be done. We got a lot of demographic of our church are our young mamas. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of little kids. We got a lot of uh, ladies, you know, like my beautiful wife. She's about to have our fourth kid, five and under. One's just starting school. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of a spin cycle at times. Uh, do you got any exhortations or just encouragement or praise for a lot of those young moms who are on the very front end of this whole parenting journey? I am uh, amazed and I'm so encouraged when I see these moms or these young families walk in the door on Sunday or even on Wednesday morning. You know, there may be a shoe hanging off and there may be, you know, they're eating a Pop-Tart. But you know what? Um, They love the Lord Mm -hmm. and they are determined to, to raise their kids uh, in the Lord. And that's amazing to me because I, I didn't have, I I didn't have that desire Mm. when I was a young mother. And I would say, you know, I know it's hard, um, but we're so grateful that you're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think back, um, to this summer when Antonio preached and he referenced that story of his mom, I remember sitting there going, yeah, I, I see that same quality in my wife that my kids are, with her all the time, learning the Bible. And I think they'll have a testimony of that one day. And it's an incredibly hard job to be a mom. And we usually only talk about it on Mother's Day. But I think this is a fitting time to say how grateful we are and how important that role is. And not just the young, I mean, we got, you know, if you're a parent of teenagers, you know, they say, what, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Mm -hmm. So we know that the the, the hardships are all over the Mm -hmm. board. But uh, we're we're grateful. We want to try to encourage you and say, keep going. You're laying a foundation. And you know what? You see people that are in the forefront of ministry, but that's the number one ministry right there is yeah, in your home. Absolutely. All right, Sonia, thanks for joining us this Thank week. Thank you. Enjoyed it.